Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team what up this is myron and you are listening to the rye bread and mustard a mariners podcast the alternative underground back alley secret society speakeasy dive bar style podcast of and about the seattle mariners this is your uh holiday week yes thanksgiving is this week a lot of people out there probably listening this morning if you're listening on tuesday morning headed maybe your last day of work this week unless you we're smart and saved up your vacation time and, you know, just expanded it or called in sick. Uh, anyways, we're here. We're talking a little bit of a hot stove. The stove right now is not as hot as it was last week. We we're still sitting around waiting for these uh, winter meetings to go on. But we still sit here, me and Hanno, and we ponder and talk about what's going on over in left field, you know, with the left fielders that are free agents. We talk a little bit about up the middle, second base. Some of the trade rumors, some of the stuff that's in the streets and in the Twitter streets about possibly what's going on with second base. I asked a question about um, what about our depth? Not that I don't like our position uh, utility players or the depth, but I'm just going, hey, you know, is there a place that we can upgrade that? We talk about that. We also talk about uh, Julio's parade that they had, the rookie of the year parade that Julio had down in the DR. And um, we also discuss the 2023 Hall of Fame ballot that has just come out when we just, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down if they're getting in, according to the, uh, you know, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Hanno up in Edmonds. He gives you his rulings on this. And, of course, you know, it feels a little bit about, like, day-old bread because this, the story broke last week on my birthday after we recorded. But, yes, Kyle Lewis, as you know, and if you didn't know, let me break it to you. He's been traded to the Arizona um, Diamondbacks. We talk a bit about that to kick off the show. But, uh, yeah, and thank you for the birthday wishes. And uh, also got to give a shout-out to my girlfriend who gave me an awesome book. Uh, it's a book about stadiums, um, past and present. They got a nice little uh, area in there for the kingdom. They oh, they memorialize the kingdom, and it. it's very good. Um, also, we give out some other birthday shout-outs because there's a lot of birthdays in November. We're all Valentine's Day babies. Anyways, thank you for liking, subscribing, and following us wherever you do get your podcasts or on the Odyssey app. Anyways, with that being said, I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of the way so you can enjoy the newest rye bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast that's going to start right the fuck now. 
Hi, this is Tom Pachork of the Seattle Mariners inviting everybody to come on out to the Kingdom on August 23rd for Mariners Funny Nose Glasses Night. Uh, Be the first in your neighborhood Tom, to have... Tom, I'm sorry. August 23rd is not Funny Nose Glasses Night. It's Jacket Night, Tom. Jacket Night. Yes, every kid jacket. 14 and under gets an official Mariners vinyl jacket free, Tom. Jacket? No nose. No Funny Nose no Glasses, nose. no. I'm sorry. Hmm. What am I going to do with 30,000 pairs of Funny Nose Glasses? That's now? your problem, Tom. Don't worry, this will be quick and painless for... Well, I don't know if it'll be painless. It'll be quick for everybody. We are, yeah. uh, you know, we're on uh, what? Uh, we're on one of those weeks that... I don't know if the news is going to stop, but uh, it seems like we're at this place where we're waiting for the winter meetings that are, I believe, coming next week, correct? Um, I believe it's... Uh week of the 5th of december so whatever that oh, is god we got two weeks then okay well probably won't see a lot of free agent signing big free agent signing so you know since last week since uh uh we recorded i believe we recorded wednesday night early thursday morning um you know let's 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 go through the day day old bread really quick uh obviously we have to say something about uh the Kyle Lewis trade to the Arizona Diamondbacks. If you're just like been in like a, a, a Mariners, you know, strike or just taking a little time off, which is fine. You know, like there's, you know, I'm the same way with the NFL. I don't follow all the moves. I just kind of jump back in when the season starts. Uh, yeah, we traded Kyle Lewis, our uh, 2020 rookie of the year, which to be honest with you, says a lot about where our organization is. If we can just part with somebody that was rookie of the year, you know, getting the award two years ago. Um, why don't you uh, fill us in a little bit more on like what you think about this, Hannah, what's your point of view of it? Uh, just so we can, you know, we got to talk about it. I mean, yeah, he was rookie of the year, shortened season, you know, he had 30 good games. So, Good on him for pulling out that rookie of the year, but as far as him getting <laughs> traded, um, it's you know he's kind of damaged goods right now, and we're I, in my opinion, I'm glad we uh, were able to actually get somebody a warm body for him. I wish him luck, but I just didn't think he was going to contribute much for us anymore. Well, yeah, you have been a little bit vocal on here that you, you voiced some frustrations and concerns and not put too much faith into Kylu that has been documented. I was a a Kylu uh, diehard, and, you know, the Mariners broke my heart by trading him on my birthday. Um, you know, my birthday will be forever ruined. No. Uh, yeah, it for me, I'm bummed out about I'm bummed out of like where I thought his career was going to go. Obviously, those injuries in 2021 really set him back. There was that setback when he said he was going to be, you know, coming back early. Then going into the season, this last season, 2022, you know, DePoto and the Mariners were saying he was healthy. But then I guess they're. Well, some things like you were saying that uh, seem to have come to light. I wasn't paying that much attention to it that, uh, you know, he did his own kind of rehabbing. He did. He had second opinions. He didn't go with what the Mariners wanted him to go, which I think ultimately might have frustrated the organization, obviously. Um, yeah. So what 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 was that about? Just to just. Um, I just remember, like you said, at the beginning of the 
spring training this past year, you know, everybody was excited to uh, have Kyle Lewis. You know, he had the surgery. Um, should was told that he'd be ready for spring training. Spring training came along. Everybody said, yeah, he's ready to go. He didn't play in one game, you know, didn't, didn't see much or hear much about him. Uh, it seems like the Mariners uh, kind of just, you know, said stuff that maybe wasn't true. Maybe it was true. I don't know. But then it comes out that, you know, he was uh, disappointed with the Mariners doctors or whatever and want some second opinions and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, so just a tough way to start. And then he came back and he looked like, you know, a guy that probably shouldn't be playing. He could barely, you know, run out there. It was sad. It was, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely sad. I, again, I was a big, uh, you know, Kylo fan and, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, number one jerseys hanging in that uh, team store that they're going to have to do something with us. So if you're looking for a Kyle Lewis Mariners jersey, keep your eyes open at Ross and Marshalls. And uh, yeah, you know, he was uh, the Mariners drafted him at the 11th pick in the 2016 draft, you know, and three years later, you know, after an injury burst onto the scene, um, you know, 19 as a 23 year old prospect. Now he's going to be 27 next year, still young, but you know, in his first, you're right. 76 games. You know, in the majors, he had 17 home runs and 41 uh, runs batted in, you know. But, yeah, the injuries just, you know, seemed to, seemed to uh, you know, get to him. And, and then there was the ball to that hit him in the head with the concussion. But then that was very strange that they allowed him to go onto a plane to Baltimore across the country. That's a long flight. Just a lot of weird stuff that just kind of didn't make logical sense going on that I mean you know I was kind of denying <laughs> that fact but yeah it is it is weird I think uh Arizona um you know probably feels like hey they got a there's a lot m- a bigger ceiling obviously than the what's the guy's name that we traded him for I'm sorry it's uh uh Cooper Hummel, I think. Yeah, Cooper Hummel, who plays multiple positions. This will, if he makes the major league roster, this will be his first full season in the majors. Did a little bit of time with um, Arizona, older rookie, which I feel like an old, older piece of shit saying this because I think he was twenty seven, going to be twenty eight next year. I think next year with um, uh, Lewis, they're probably looking at like uh, some sort of platoon at least uh, there with uh, you know. Uh, I think they got this guy named uh, Alec Thomas that they're probably going to do like a platoon system with him from what I was reading on my Arizona sports page. I was looking here and uh, you know, they're they're t- They were talking like, Hey, they don't envision him playing center field. And I wanted to reply, no shit. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a DH now in the national league. So I think with this team being a rebuild team, he'll, you know, probably get the playing time he really wants. And look, there was a lot of things going on with the Mariners, the emergence of Julio, the signing of Hernandez. Are we or are we not going to bring back Haniger as our fourth outfielder? I feel like if we were going to bring in a fourth outfielder, we want somebody that's actually going to actively play outfield that has played outfield. And we're not having a traditional DH, obviously. That's not what the Mariners want to do unless they're hand is forced you know somewhere in the season where they have to get an impact bat so i think it is better for both people i really like him like i've said here man crush monday night 
but uh yeah we we had to move on from him and uh i'm sure it was tough for depoto too this was his first uh first round pick that he ever had right yeah he mentioned that in his uh one of his press conferences after the deal happened and he said how uh he really thinks highly of uh, Lewis, you know, and like you said, he was the first draft pick that Jerry ever drafted was coming into the Mariners organization, and he thought it was time for a change for all parties, and he wishes them nothing but the best, so uh, as do I. So hopefully, yeah, he can stay healthy and, you know, be able to thrive in that DH spot, you know. It's just, it's just, it's watching him run, it's just, I, I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, and you know, like Lewis was, you know, a big part of what you know this future team was supposed to be. Like, you know, we we talk about this last year. We're just like, man, we cannot wait to get him back. We were looking forward to it. It's very strange. He was not on the playoff roster. I know when he got sent back down, that was very tough for him. I don't believe he reported right away. I think he took the as much time as he possibly could. Didn't come back up. Um, you know, Kelnick and Tremel were brought up in front of him, but that's because, like you said, we needed somebody that could run, that could play the outfield out there. And yes, we do wish him the best. And, uh, you know, but let's, let's move on. Let's stay over in left field. That is still seems like that is the area of, uh, not concern, but intrigue, not concern. We know that the Mariners are probably going to sign somebody or they're probably going to make a big trade knowing Jerry, uh, but uh, right now, left field seems like that is on opening day, the day of uh, a position in the outfield of question. Obviously, Hernandez will be in right field, and Julio will be out in center as of right now. So let's just talk about what we're hearing, what are we seeing on the streets, what are we seeing in the, what are some of the fans talking about on a, in the Twitter streets? What are we looking at? Uh, what do you, what do you think's uh, trending here for a possible left field spot? as far as free agency. Well, it just seems like we're going to have to do something, be it free agency or trade um, to, you know, lengthen the lineup. Uh, Winker last year was a big time disaster. It seems hard to believe that the Mariners would, you know, put him out there again. Um, unless his injuries were somehow affecting him so much where he, you know, played the way he did. I don't know, but, um, you know, we can't go into the season, in my opinion, you know, penciling in, you know, a Kelnick or a Trammell, you know, they just haven't been able to, you know, take that extra step yet. So, no. you know, uh, it's maybe a Ben attendee, maybe a Michael Conforto type player, yeah. you know, that's out there. I mean, let's just quickly, I'll just quickly go down, uh, you know, some of the available obviously judge, but we're going to move on from him for right now. Um, yeah, you got Brandon Nimmo, uh, you got Andrew Benatendi, you know, Jock Peterson is a, is, is another name out there. Mitch Hanniger, you got Gallo. Jock Peterson just, t uh, took his arbitration. So he's off the market. He, he, he uh, he's going to be getting his 19.65 million. He, he's, um, he set, took his player option. He's set for Christmas. He's set for Christmas. He can go Black Friday shopping and uh, pay the regular prices. Okay, I get it. Yeah, you got Michael Fordo. You got A.J. Pollock. He's a little bit old, 35. You know, um, uh, you know Tommy Fan, another guy who's 35. Kiermaier. It's not a real deep outfield group after you get past Judge. Yeah, you have uh, Nemo and Ben Attendee. So, you know, you know – 
And those are the guys that are third, just at 30 and just above that. You know, the market might be up for the price that maybe Jerry's like, hold on a second. I might find something, you know, in some trade capital. And yeah, then maybe even with Mitch Hanniger, you could bring him back. I mean, we, we could talk about that, about that for a second. With Mitch, uh, I do think now that we are full on, not just putting somebody in at DH that can DH, you definitely could see him come back. And if we get stuck holding on to Winker, um, or maybe we're getting blessed holding on to Winker and he turns into a great DH, but uh, you know, I think they're still trying to move him. But with Hanniger coming back, you actually could have a roster with both of those guys. Do you want to put Winker out in the outfield? Probably not. Would you put Hanniger out there? Sure, but a little bit limited. Same thing with... Uh, you know, I, I think he's very similar to Hernandez where you're like, yeah, I'd like to see this guy play out there maybe like three, four days a week. But, um, what do you, again, what do you really think about Mitch coming back now that you've really had a week to, to just, I know you just mentioned it, but what do you really, really, really feel like with Mitch and the Mariners? Um, yeah, if Mitch's health wasn't a question, I'd love to have him back, you know, but Unfortunately, it has been a problem with him. I mean, when he has been healthy, I mean, he's he's been one of the guys, as I watch the Mariner games, that I truly count on and, and, and feel good about. You know, he can hit for for decent average. You know, he plays a, a pretty good defense considering, you know, his age and then some of the injuries he's had. And uh, he can hit the long ball. So the question has always been about the health. So, and, you know, hearing about the teams that are now interested in them, it's kind of hard to hear them, you know, two teams out in the uh, AL West here that are interested. But, um, you know, if it works out where he doesn't get the money that he was hoping to get and uh, was able to resign back with the Mariners for a one-year, maybe two-year deal, I, it's hard to say that the Mariners would do that. But um, it, it, I would feel like it would be a big positive to get Mitch back knowing that he would be healthy, but that's the, that's the thing with Mitch. That's hard to say. Yeah. I think if you're making him more of a DH and he's your DH, but you know, can play in the outfield kind of like a, um, kind of like a cruise when he first was over here before he went full, full DH. Same thing. I said this just about Hernandez where it's like, Hey, if you can keep these guys healthy, I feel like, you know, unfortunately Mitch, a lot of his injuries have come when he's been in the batter's box. You know, that's the crazy part about it where you're like, let's keep these guys healthy, but keeping them out of the field. And it's like these injuries have happened to him on the offensive end. If I can remember correctly with the testicle thing with this ankle, I think one time, didn't he get a ball thrown into his head? Yeah. I I remember those other two for sure, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if that, if he did get hit by a pitch. I can't remember. I have to pull up his stats and that's too much work, but right now, but I just feel like, you know, like the the field didn't seem like that was the problem. He's not a guy that you think of slamming into walls and things, things like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's Joey Gallo out there is kind of interesting. You know, he's a big strikeout guy, but, uh, you know, with the shift being gone, you never know what he's going to look like. Yeah, and then another big bat that just got um, let go down in your neck of the woods. Um, God, what's his name? It's slipping me now. Um, center fielder, former center fielder for the Dodgers. Oh, Cody Bellinger. Uh, Yes, yeah, Cody Bellinger's available now too. He, that is somebody that wow, it's just he's really went 
off the deep end from where he was a couple of years ago. You wonder what it what it is. Yeah, three years ago was an MVP. Now to struggle mightily, and now has been let go. Not very old though. That's the thing. No. That's the thing. When somebody makes a slide like that that early, if you're over 30, you know you know what it is. But when it's that young, I, I feel like, yes, I feel like that is a very interesting, um, interesting, uh, maybe possible uh, fit there. I mean, I don't know how much that will cost, but yeah, I mean... Well, we're going to see stuff's going to stuff's going to happen here in the next couple of weeks. And again, we have a lot of trade capital. You have Winker, you have Kelnick. Those are two guys on the team and Tramiel that all can play left field or, uh, you know, I guess play right field. I don't think we're going to see all of those guys on this roster. Have you heard anything, any any new rumors with uh you know, Kelnick and uh, Winker or Tremel being packaged, or, or or is there nothing nothing right now? No, I had, there's nothing to report as far as what I've read out there um, here in the last week. Right. Okay. Well, let's move on to the other place. Let's do a little checkup. You know, we're doing a little checkup here before the holidays. Again, this some some day old bread maybe, but let's talk about up the middle now. Your opinion that you've expressed. Uh, before but i really want to touch on it is how do you feel about when you hear like well we have to find somebody you know that's willing to go to second base because we have to keep jp at shortstop that's just the way it's got to go what's your feeling on that and what do you think the organization is actually thinking about that now um it's really hard to say you know the mariners kind of have a reputation of not spending much on free agency you can kind of throw that out the window now lately with the signings of Robbie Ray, uh, Castillo, Julio, you know, but the Mariners haven't signed a free agent of their own since, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you the last time. So that's hard to say. I did read something where Trey Turner was talked about and they said there was one sleeper team and the uh, author of the article wrote that it was the Mariners who have checked in. So that's really positive news to me. I mean, he's the number one guy I would like to see on this team. And as far as your question goes about, you know, what the Mariners would like, I I would much prefer them going with one of those big four shortstops out there and moving J.P. Crawford over to second base. Uh, that would be my ideal plan. And if that shouldn't work out, you know, um, it's going to have to be via trade to get some sort of second baseman to upgrade the uh, middle of the infield. Yeah, I just, you know, when you were saying this, I just was scrolling down uh, Instagram from our Rye Bread and Mustard uh, Instagram that you can go, Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast, go check that out. I just saw an update on the Seattle shit show. It says, breaking news, breaking news. This is breaking news. The Mariners have yet to sign Trey Turner. So there, there's some breaking news that I like. I like so that yeah, and you know Ben, uh, you know Glaber Torres is something that has heated up. At least it's making the rounds uh, in the rumor mill. And I did see a uh, a joint Instagram uh, mock trade with uh, the Mariners dot zone and Yankees Mafia. Uh, it says here Mariners would receive Glaber Torres, 
infielder, right? He can play shortstop. He can play second base. I kind of like this guy because you're like, all right, JP, you play a couple days over here. I'll play a couple days over there. Everybody's happy. Everybody's making money. Everybody's winning. Well, we would trade, it says here on the, according to this, Jesse Winker, Penn Murphy, and Chris Flexen. Yeah, I mean, that seems doable. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little too too doable. Well, here's the thing about Glaber Torres. It's it's very strange that the Yankees would want to move him. I, I, when I was looking at this guy, I go, he can't be that old. Why would they want to move on this? I don't know what else they got waiting in the wings over there. But this guy hit 24 home runs last year. But, sorry, I jumped. I got ahead of myself. He's only 25. He turns uh, 26 here in a, uh, a few weeks. So he'll be 26 for the 2023 season. Uh, last year, I don't give a shit about war, but he's 4.1. He got up to the plate 526 times. He had 526 at-bats, 135 hits, 24 home runs, hit 257, which is eight points lower than his career average uh, 76 ribbies, stole a couple bases, or 10 bases, and uh, yeah, his OPS was a little low, 761, uh, slugging was 451, on base percentage of 310, uh, you know, but damn, that would have been, again, pretty much the middle of the order with the numbers right there on last year's Mariners team. Yeah, I think the Yankees thinking um, they got a couple of young guys that are coming up, and with DJ LeMahieu coming back, um, um, I, my thought would be he probably would go back to second, you know, with uh, Rizzo signed over at first, and then um, and then they already have their third baseman locked up for big money. Um, God, what's his name? I can't stand him. Um, Donaldson. Yeah, Donaldson. Oh, so, so I kind of heard that uh, you know, obviously, all Yankee fans hate IKF, and um, so they're saying that IKF or Tor or uh, Glaber could either one or both could be um, expendable. So I think that's kind of where that stuff has come from, from my understanding. Yeah, uh, well, I don't. I get it. I just I don't know why they'd want to move on from this guy. I I would I would in a heartbeat if the trade is right take this guy second base. I mean I'm just looking at his stats. You know, 18 and 19. Yeah, he was an All Star. You know, he was hit. He's his batting average has dipped. Uh oh, somewhat. 271, 278, then 243 in 2020, 259 and 257. Uh, so his his average has gone down a little bit. Um, you know, his strikeouts have remained around the same. Um, the home runs though, in 1938 home runs. Yes. You have brought up that Yankee stadium is a cracker Jack box or cracker box. Uh, you know, got 98 home runs though total. That's a lot for a second baseman. Um, I mean, I, I just kind of like his flexibility there. I've got to move on from him, but, uh, you know, this is a guy that, uh, He's been an all-star twice, and he's still young and uh, hits the ball and has got some power. Another guy that we were kind of, uh, I guess, linked to. Donaldson. Uh, so so I kind of heard that, uh, you know, obviously all Yankee fans hate IKF. And um, so they're saying that IKF or Tor or uh, Glaber could 
either one or both could be um, expendable. So I think that's kind of where that stuff has come from, from my understanding. Yeah, uh, well, I don't, I get it. I just, I don't know why they'd want to move on from this guy. I, I would, I would, in a heartbeat, if the trade is right, take this guy second base. I mean, I'm just looking at his stats, you know, 18 and 19. Yeah, he was an all-star. You know, he was hit, he's, his batting average has dipped, uh, oh, somewhat, 271, 278, then 243 in 2020, 259 and 257. Uh, so his, his average has gone down a little bit. Um, you know, his strikeouts have remained around the same. Um, the home runs, though, in 19, 38 home runs. Yes, you have brought up that Yankee Stadium is a Cracker Jack box or Cracker box. Uh, you know, got 98 home runs, though, total. That's a lot for a second baseman. Um, I mean, I, I just kind of like his flexibility there. I've got to move on from him, but, uh, you know, this is a guy that, uh, it's been all-star twice and he's still young and, uh, hits the ball and it's got some power. Another guy that we were kind of, uh, I guess linked to Colton Wong, second baseman, uh, left-handed bat. Obviously throws right plays in the infield. Now he is going to uh, he's going to be uh, thirty two for the season. He just turned thirty two, which again for me is still young. But you know this is a career uh, two sixty one batting average guy, so about similar. Doesn't have as much pop as uh, Torres. Um, his defense is uh, I would say about the same. I, I mean I have really have to look at those numbers. But this guy's making like $8 million a year, so this is uh, a trade that, uh, you know, I, I guess you could you could, you could could trade over a Flexan or a Marco. It wouldn't take so much. But, I mean, I, I suppose that's an upgrade of what Frazier gave you last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, if I wasn't able to have one of those big four shortstops, I would definitely prefer Glaber. Um as the next man up or next guy available. Um, as, and I mean, he's, he is definitely an upgrade and I, and so would Wong be over Frazier, but I'd rather have side of choice to go with the option with Glaber Torres. Yeah. And I, going here, I guess I need to correct myself. I don't know too much about the Brewers. I think this guy has two gold gloves. But when were they? Yo, he had two gold gloves. Yes, he's had two gold gloves. I have to correct myself. Um, he got one in 19 and 20. Um, didn't get one last year or this or the last two years. But I don't, I don't, I, I mean, still, this guy obviously knows what's going on. Maybe get him over with Perry Hill. Definitely an upgrade. That's just an option. I feel like Torres would be a flashier trade. But again, if you really want to make a big impact, like you said, he, when are you going to get this many shortstops out there that are available or, or even a Segura, which we already kind of um, X'd out from that kind of happening just because of the uh, relationship in the, in the locker room. But yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff at second base that, uh, I mean, there's a lot of options here. It seems like there's more options of what we can do with up the middle than what we honestly can do with the outfield. If you ask me, if just from going out looking at looking at who's available and and what could be acquired. Yeah, I mean, 
with with Trader Jerry, I mean, anything's possible. You know, we're talking about these guys, and we're talking about, uh, you know, we're we're talking a lot about the guys that are going to be in the starting lineup or platoon guys right now. That's what we're looking at. But you know, the Mariners definitely for me, I feel like they need to upgrade what's coming off the bench as far as utility players. Now, I understand some people are like, Meyer, what are you talking about? Dylan Moore, Abraham Toro, Haggerty. Um, yeah, I, I can possibly sign off on Haggerty. He's been around for a while. But, like, Dylan Moore, he, yes, he's very valuable guy. Um, even has, like, what, a nice little endorsement deal up there with a Volkswagen company, is that correct, or Subaru? Uh, but, uh, but, I mean... You know, I, I I just feel like maybe we could get some more depth out there. Uh, I don't know if that's out there and available, but, you know, you look at some of these teams and you got guys coming off the bench that could start anywhere else on teams. And I I honestly would, you know, maybe in the next episode, maybe we don't talk about it too much here, but think about other players like that, that are like this that would be an upgrade. Um. Yeah, they would be, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the bench guys, it would be nice to see, um, you know, Haggerty, he's a great bench guy. Yeah, more, I agree. But if you can find somebody, some sneaky, like, before, right before camp starts or something that you could, you know, supplement onto the team, I don't know really which that player is right now. But, yeah, great teams always have a good bench. Yeah, and I'm thinking about a guy who – was an all-star that we had last year that, you know, didn't have quite a year. And I, I know I've talked about him quite a bit is Frazier. Do you think you, you could see Frazier coming back and being more of a utility player, you know, somewhat an everyday player, but he wouldn't play every day last year, but you know, with the, with the shift going away, could you see him come and play a little left field, a little bit of right field, a little bit of second base? Uh, what do you feel about Frazier? And do you think that'd just be too expensive to have for a depth guy? But also, just for the sake of making your bench better, wouldn't he be a better um, fit than uh, a Toro or a um, Dylan Moore? Yeah, Dylan Moore gives you a lot because obviously he's got better speed. He's probably a better outfielder, and he can play multiple positions in the infield. It's just hard to, you know with um, Frazier's game and him being a starter his whole career. I mean, it's such a different dynamic of coming off the bench, you know, with him being older, maybe he could adapt to that and become that type of player. It's just hard for me right now to see that, but yeah, he would definitely, in my opinion, be an upgrade over a Toro, but Toro's still young, hasn't really, you know, built, uh, finished out his, his career so far to what he was projected to be. And um, so, but yeah, I guess my main thing is it's just, um, it's hard for me to see Frazier being able to adapt into that type of bench player. You know, it being kind of a slower week this week where we're, you know, after the week before, the week before and stuff like that was pretty, pretty, pretty hectic. We had back-to-back episodes where some things were going on. Um now, uh, you know, this, it's, it's slowed down. It's slowed down for the holidays. Uh, you got any hot goss things going on here? Um, you know, you said you got something about a Julio parade. 
Yeah. Um, it got, uh, I saw some videos. Uh, Julio made his way back to his home country, the Dominican Republic, and um, all the fans were there. I saw a video of him getting off the airplane and a bunch of people there for him. And then, um, from my understanding, they threw a parade for him in his hometown for him winning Rookie of the Year. Yeah. So he was uh, getting driven around in a nice black SUV through the town. His folks were on the side and in their cars honking. And then they had a nice stage set up after where he got on stage. And it looked like a few thousand people were out there to support him. I mean, he looked like a rock star that he probably is back home in his home country. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure Alvin Davis got that back in '84 uh, down there in Riverside, California, for for his rookie <laughs> of the year. But that that I mean that is that is J Rod's st- show style. That's awesome. I mean, he's got to be. That's just probably a big, big moment, and also you know something to ramp up for the WBC. You know, he'll be uh, representing uh, the DR, and uh, we're happy about that. I also oh he got he got announced to that. Right here on the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, right on. I no, didn't know. Awesome. No, 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 I, he didn't. I'm going to have to edit that part out. I just assumed. <laughs> okay. I just assumed, why the fuck would you not Fake have news. him on the team? Fake news. Fake news. But why the fuck would you not have him on the team? I didn't know. I got to I gotta go refresh my shit. I swear he was playing. Um, hey, Brian, give me a hand with this stuff, will you? Why don't you put in your equipment bag, dummy? The equipment bag? I haven't got one. Come on, help me out, man. You've got too much equipment to carry and not enough hands. What will you do? What will you do? Mariners equipment bag night is Saturday, July 4th, when the Mariners play the Chicago White Sox. Kids 14 and under get a brand new bag, free, and your problems are over. The Mariners Express equipment bag. Don't leave the dome without it. And then the the only other thing I'm going to close up, I know it's not... This isn't the barn burner episode uh, here, but something to be mentioned. Uh, the 2023 Hall of Fame ballot is out. Uh, so I just wanted to go down these names. And you say, off the top of your head, yes or no, Hanno. I'm putting you on the hot seat. The Hanno Hot Corner Hot Seat 2023 Baseball Hall of so Fame ballot. This there. So am I saying they're in this year or they will be a Hall of Fame? You can say both. You can say no this okay. year, but okay. You ready? Bobby Abreu. No. Bronson Arroyo. No. Carlos Beltran. Eventually. Okay. Mark Burley. No. Matt Kane. No. R.A. Dickey. No. Jacoby Ellsbury. No. Andre Ethier. No. JJ Hardy. No. Todd Helton. Yeah. This year. Um. I want to say he's an so. eventually. He's been on the ballot before. Tory. Okay. Two eyes. Hunter. Um. I'd have to look at his stats, possibly. I say he's an eventually for sure. Andrew Jones. This year. Andrew Jones. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's his first year on the ballot. I oh, I don't know. 
Jeff Kent. Yeah. Yeah. John Lackey. Eventually. John Lackey. Um, no. Mike Napoli. No. Only in the Hall of Fame of Killing Mariners, I would say, though. Yes. Uh, Johnny Peralta. No. Andy Pettit. Yes. Manny Ramirez. You know. We're getting down to the controversial, guys. No, I know. I know who's after, too. I'm going to say no. Uh, Another gentleman named Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. I know he's really done a good job of cleaning up that um, that whole image of himself. He's everywhere, you know, during the baseball season on TV, and he's you know owner of the T Wolves now. But uh, I, I I don't I maybe some of the old promotion um, writers have moved on and they got new blood in there for writers, but I'm still going to say no. Uh, Francisco Rodriguez. No. Stay rod, huh? Yeah. Frankie. Scott Rowland. Oh, excuse me. Frank Rowland. Scott Rowland? Scott Rowland, sorry. I. Maybe. J Row. Jimmy Rollins. You know, he had a good career. I say yes, eventually. The chef, Gary Sheffield. Yeah, eventually. He got popped for steroids, though, right? I I don't know. I don't think so. I don't I don't I don't associate him with that. Um Houston Street. No. Little O, Omar Vizquel. Uh, I don't know. He had some really bad pub here two years ago. Yeah. Um I'm gonna you know, I was a little quick story. I was that was the first Mariner trade where it really hurt as a young kid for me. That was the first one. So Hello. yeah, I remember he barely used his glove, just bare hand. He was like the he was built for that AstroTurf, and yes, and then he went to Cleveland and just just was just a thorn yeah. on our side. Yeah, um, um, he had a great long career. Shortstop. Yeah, I mean, for the glove for sure, I, he's a maybe. I think he's he's getting up there in in uh, how long he's been on the ballot. I want to say I got a few more years. Yeah, Billy Wagner. Yeah, really. Uh, Jeff, he's one. I guess he's up there for all time leader. Yeah, and you know he's from the era where that really mattered. So that's the other thing. Uh, Jared, mm-hmm. last two. Jared, we- Jared Weaver. Or sorry, yeah, Jared. I thought I was reading Jeffrey. Jared Re- Weaver. Um, I know he's been in your bar before and you're a big fan down in Long Beach and he's a hero <laughs> down there, but I'm going to say no. Yeah, he, I think he was on, on pace to be one, just like Felix. And then it just kind of, you know, fell off. And then the very last one, Jason Worth. Uh, I, I, uh, no. Okay. Well, those are your 2023 Hall of Fame ballot, uh, selections by, uh, Hanson. Chris Hansen, Hanno from Edmonds. So if your guy does not get in and you're looking for why, it's probably because him. No. Uh, but yeah, very interesting. I know it's kind of a slower week right now, and we're talking a little bit of, uh, you know, a little hot stove. The stove right now is, 
you know, down, it's not, it's at a cool, it's, it's not at the high, it's, it's, it's low, it's, the porridge has been uh, cooked, <laughs> it's just sitting on the pot simmering, uh, I mean, sitting on the stove simmering, uh, but we will be back, we actually will be back, possibly, keep, keep in mind, we might be back, I want to say we're going to be back this Friday for uh, our Black Friday edition of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. Um, you know, but from us to you guys, uh, from us to you guys, uh, happy holidays. Uh, wherever you're going, be safe. Um, wherever you're at, uh, you know, you know, maybe stay away from the regular politics and talk your Mariners politics. Right, Hanno? Yeah, absolutely. And before we go, I know we've had some birthday wishes here the last few weeks. Yes, yeah, uh, a lot of, lot of Valentine's Day babies. Yes, and uh, probably the biggest birthday wish I want to give out next to you uh, is probably <laughs> both of our favorite players, our favorite player of all time. Uh, it's the 53rd big birthday for your Ken Griffey Jr. The today. Kid, the kid, it is. Happy birthday, Jr. God, can you believe he's 53? No, he's he's 19 to me. Yes, exactly, the kid. Yeah, well, happy birthday, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Big fan of the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast, I heard. Um, anyways, we will be back this Friday. Remember to like, subscribe, follow, all that business. Listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast, like Apple, Spotify, and just like Junior, just like Junior, we like five tool players, but you know what we like more? Five-star reviews, so don't forget to review and hit us with that five-star review if you think we are that five-tool podcast. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up. Hanno, you know what fucking time it is. All right, we got it. It worked? It worked. <laughs>